Good evening. Welcome back to the Desert Politics podcast and another 10-minute take. I'm Katie Brooks. This evening, once again, I'm covering my favourite topic of American politics, and I'm going to attempt the impossible by trying to fit an explanation of the American Constitution into 10 minutes. So, here we go. The Constitution is the framework that guides how the American political system works. And it's one of the most significant documents in the history of democracy. It was the first permanent constitution of its kind. And it's been a model for others with its embodiment of rule of law, separation of powers and individual rights. So the constitution was drafted in the 1780s after the end of the Revolutionary War. Now, disagreements about the constitution reflected philosophical differences of the time and two rival theories competed. So the first was the Virginia Plan, which supported a bicameral legislature and emphasised the philosophy of John Locke, Montesquieu and Edward Coke regarding consent of the governed, divided government and civil liberties. The second was the New Jersey Plan, which supported a unicameral body and prioritised the English Whig philosophy of Edmund Burke and William Blackstone in procedure and sovereignty of the legislature. Ultimately, the stalemate was broken by what we now know as the Connecticut Compromise and the Three-Fifths Compromise, both of which balance the two approaches. So the document was signed by representatives from 12 states in September 1787. Rhode Island didn't send delegates to the Constitutional Convention. You'll recognise some of the names of the signatories, Hamilton, Washington, Franklin, Madison. One by one, the states began to ratify the Constitution. The first was in Delaware in 1787, and the last was, you guessed it, Rhode Island in 1790. What does it actually say? So the Constitution begins with that famous phrase, we the people. And the real purpose of the document was to lay out the roadmap for how the United States of America would progress and how it would deal with the challenges of being a new nation. The first article covers the US Congress, so the House of Representatives and the Senate. Article two addresses the presidency and the powers and limitations of the executive branch. Article three frames the judiciary including the Supreme Court and how justices are appointed. Article 4 is concerned with states' rights, Article 5 with amendments to the Constitution, while Articles 6 and 7 cover confederation and ratification by states. So it seems fairly simple, I will admit. And I think if the Constitution had been left there, I imagine it might be less contentious than it is today. But it wasn't. And in 1791, the Ten Amendments, known as the Bill of Rights, were added to the Constitution. And these contain things like freedom of speech, the separation of church and state, the right to bear arms, the right to a trial by a jury of peers, or protection from self-incrimination, just to name a few. What this did was open up the Constitution to further amendments that reflected America's progress. So 
the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in 1865, the 14th guaranteed birthright citizenship in 1868, and the 19th Amendment expanded suffrage to women in 1920. It's also worth noting that amendments can be repealed. The 18th Amendment, for example, introduced prohibition in 1919, and it was repealed by the 21st in 1933. Now, these are just some of the 27 amendments that thus far make up the Constitution, and it's worth bearing in mind that there are significant movements for new amendments to the Constitution. So one of the uh, major ones is the Equal Rights Amendment, which covers issues regarding race and gender. Now, there are pros and cons to a written constitution, and I'd like to come back in future episodes to some of these issues, such as the Second Amendment right to bear arms and the role of gun control. But what's really important to take away from this, I think, is that this document is hugely influential in directing the way American political events play out. So all those news stories that you hear about impeaching Donald Trump, that idea is only possible because of the impeachment clause in Article 2 of the Constitution. The controversy of Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch being nominated to the Supreme Court by Donald Trump after Mitch McConnell refused to confirm Obama's final year nominee, Merrick Garland, that issue rests on the provisions of the third article. So American politics is entangled with this founding document. And how it's interpreted really matters. So people who are known as originalists believe the Constitution should be interpreted as an ordinary person at the time of drafting would have done. So Supreme Court giant Antonin Scalia is one example of this view. Contrastingly, those who believe in a living Constitution think that the Constitution is best interpreted as a dynamic document, which should take into account current events. So Scalia's very dear friend, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, would be a useful example on this side of the argument. And I'm sure you will be unsurprised that Americans in general are split over this, and that the lines can, for the most part, be drawn between left and right, or liberal and conservative. So I'm going to leave you with the preamble to the US Constitution, which I think gives you a flavour of what the Founding Fathers intended by this remarkable document. This has in no way covered everything, but I think it's a useful introduction as to how this document came about, what it consists of, and where it might go in the future. So here's the preamble. We the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defence, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. So thank you very much for listening to another 10-minute take about the American Constitution. If you've got any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can follow us on Instagram at Desert Politics Pod 
and you can follow us on Twitter at desert underscore politics. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm there as Katie underscore Brooks 95. I'll be back with Fran next week and we very much look forward to updating you on all the news. Have a great evening.